I'm hitting I'm hitting record. And you, the listener, are pressing play and listening. Have pressed play. Have pressed play. You've downloaded, presumably downloaded the podcast. Getting that other earbud in. So um, getting comfy, sitting back, relaxing, and now you're listening to oh another yeah. episode of Lame, the Lexington Annihilation Marxist Experience. <sighs> it's the 9th of August, 2022, and I'm Aaron. <sighs> and I'm Jen <laughs> It's the it's the gritty live action lame remake. Lame live. That what? The lame live action. Oh, live act. Okay, yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> um, this is a news podcast, and on today's episode, um, let me just run you now, run you down the table of contents um, for what I'm giving you the today. TOC, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday annihilated. <laughs> Two keys annihilated. <laughs> FCPS free breakfast annihilated. Um, what else we got? Lexington housing annihilated. Uh, UK housing annihilated. Um, and fi- finally, pro soccer annihilated. Well, it's happened again. And you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lane. Anyways. Saturday, Barry Saturday, um, has lost, has officially lost his bid in the courts um, uh, to to get a victory out of the District 4 primary race, Council District 4 primary uh, race. Thomas Travis um, uh, uh, decided that this was an administrative error, and as a result, um, we're going to do nothing. Um, so Probably the best thing he could have done. So simply put, Brenda Maneras and Brack Marquette are moving on without Barry Saturday. This is um, uh, good. We've once again beaten back Barry Saturday. Um, I was thinking about to him think, the other day. To think that he is gone forever is to would would be to laugh. He just kind of lives in my brain. Uh-huh. And <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Um, by the way, to Blake Hall, who runs, as far as I know, um, the first. We being the second, um, the first Barry Saturday based uh, newswire service directly <laughs> to my phone. Um, you know, I, I heard about the I heard about this ruling is maybe as soon as humanly possible. Like 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 they make the ruling and all the journalists are like are like literally sprinting out of the Supreme Court to like run to the press box or whatever. Who's that? It's it's a, a but Blake Hall's texting me. He's he's getting it out in advance. Blake Hall is the judge. And Blake Hall oh. texted you before he made the ruling. Mm, so he's doing like a really advanced like like intelligence op to Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. And so Blake not Blake Hall, Barry Saturday's been living in, in my brain. Yeah, he's been he's been preying on you too. And, and your I've dreams. just been thinking about how anti so how so anti union he is That's that he's against the FOP. One of his best and he's written a lot of amazing op eds for the Herald Leader. One of the mo I mean one of the most amazing moments. Um I forget what episode number we read it on, but uh really good. I mean Horseshoe Theory confirmed question mark. Oh oh yes. Um hor- <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, Barry Saturday, however, is uh, fundamentally a liberal um, because uh, um, 
He said, quote, while I am disappointed with the outcome of the ruling, I believe Lexington is lucky to have such a talented legal mind as Judge Travis on the bench. Very Saturday bootlicker. Literally ultimate, uh, ultimate bootlicker. Wow, I just have to respect the courts. Man, what the fuck are you going on here? Now, I liked um, the one the one quote um, that that Travis said about um, the the voters' responsibility. That voting is one of the most important privileges and duties a citizen possesses. No, no, no. It was um, uh, the Cartata. Yeah. The, oh, the, it's their it, fault for voting wrong. It's their yes. fault for voting wrong. <laughs> voters provided the incorrect ballots possessed a duty to be aware of any possible errors in the listed races and candidates and then bring those errors to the attention of the election officers at the polling site. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's your fault, voters. A, a perfect system, perfect political system, absolutely nothing, nothing funny. It checks um, all the boxes here at Lane. No, let me say this: no one's complaining. Um, <laughs> Barry Saturday's fine with it. Look, 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 Barry Saturday's okay. Sure. Um, speaking speaking of uh, legal proceedings, you guys re- may remember um, our last episode, which came out six months ago today, um, uh, where we announced that Two Keys was coming back, and we also announced in a separate message that Two Keys was coming back. Um, well, two different articles. One of those might be in might be in a uh, might be in a peril here. Um, I guess the challenge is figuring out which one. Well, so the so the guy the guy that's trying to open two keys. Um, uh, what is it called? He's not two keys, two tavern, keys tavern is the true one. But what's the two one? Keys tap house. Two keys tap house is trying to reopen at the original two keys location. Um, which I have to say, uh, uh, I, I really disagree with the article for calling it a legendary University of Kentucky campus area bar. Um, I don't know. That's like, <laughs> that's, they're legendary in the same way in my mind that like the Waffen SS um, are, uh, are legendary. Um, I think if you catch um, my drift. They should um, rename it from Two Keys Tap House to We Three Keys. <laughs> <laughs> For what? <laughs> Walk <laughs> us through this one. What? Well, because it's two keys. Well, maybe they could do two keys, two, four keys. And then that's... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of the bar. Uh, it's either We Three Keys or Two Keys Two. Two Keys Resurrection, two, two Keys Turn No More. Yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, they could have done a lot of things other than just renaming it Two Keys Tap House. End of Two Keys. Um, I mean, just really any sort of uh, any sort of direct to movie like adaptation. One one hug, one smooch, and two keys. Okay, uh, they should consider that. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> when it filed for bankruptcy. Seth Bennett, the owner, quote, retained the trademark on the name. Okay. And on Friday, which I don't know, I did not write down what date that Friday, which Friday it's been, probably last week's Friday, um, probably in the month of July. <laughs> um, uh, Bennett's attorney sent a letter to Aaron Hill, who told the Herald-Leader that he planned to open Two Keys Tap House at 333 
South Limestone, the original Two Keys Tavern. Get unlimited digital access. See, another Surprise, reason subscribe why now for two dollars for two months. Claim offer. Yeah, I think he should. He can. She. Sh- What's so funny to me is that if you just opened the exact same fucked up sports bar in that exact same location, the name is not going to. You would get the same kind of people. It is. It is not the name. What the building is physically called is not what brings that kind of person. You could literally just call it sports bar, uh, limestone. No, they got that. They got. I like that. I think just calling things sports bar is good. Um, We consider the use of two keys in any inference to the brand to be a trademark infringement. We hereby demand that you immediately cease and desist any use of a trademark that will likely cause misrepresentation and consumer confusion. Which. I do agree. If someone was like, meet me at the two keys, and I may be saying yes to that because my goal is to assassinate them, um, I might have, I might be bringing my large uh, suitcase um, full of polonium to the wrong two keys. I might be pouring nerve agents into the wrong HVAC. <laughs> Those poor patrons. That don't I know. Oh my God. It's so bad. Oh no. You're causing undue harm to the other Two Keys members. Yes. Keys exactly. Customers. Exactly. Um, two Keys Tavern will be opening this fall, by the way, guys, with multiple patios, a rooftop feature, and an underground tap room with a hidden entrance that will be open this winter. Why do they always got to end it with like a press release? If it's hidden, you shouldn't tell us about it. By the way, this one so true so fucking true uh two um keys uh this article was uh was published under the uh let's go eat um section it's not even like the legal stuff is to the side it's more about um speaking of speaking of are you done with this article yeah i have my own little insert into side a which is another annihilation okay salves annihilated wait Sav's grill and chill. Sav's chilling grill and chill annihilated he's again. Like, yeah, fuck. He's, he's For done. The third time. He's done. August what about 20- the what about the Jake Gibbs Memorial Park? Oh, it's slash staying. patio. It's staying. And so, like, if you're telling me if like a subway took back over that place, you would have the subway slash Jake Gibbs Memorial Park. It would be. It's still gonna be there. Okay. Popular Lexington restaurant closing by Janet Patton. Um, it's going to be um, La Taquiza Taqueria. It's going to be a taco place. And they're going to keep the they're going to keep the garden, the okay. memorial garden, but also Sav is still going to make wholesale ice cream. Okay. And hot sauce. Okay. And vinaigrette. Okay. And you can still buy everything where you can normally buy them. Um, there's just not going to be a restaurant anymore. No more fufu. Sorry, Lexington. No fufu. Yeah, too for you. much overhead. Restaurants, you know, they're meant to be closed. Well, he said um, um, uh, with the pandemic and hiring and inflation, he knew it was time. And also, his kids graduated college. Oh, and so, get out of there, baby. Yeah. So he is over. Done. Done. So bye bye. Uh, Sav Savane. Ma- Mamadou Sav Savane. R.I.P. Savan. Can I speak? Can 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 I can I annihilate this next one? Yeah. All right, guys, you're That's gonna love answer. this one. Okay. Fayette County Public Schools free breakfast. <laughs> annihilated. After two years. 
Despite opposition, a divided Fayette County school board on Monday approved a proposal to raise student breakfast prices by 65 cents and student lunch prices by 25 cents for this upcoming school year. What the art, what they aren't saying in the first paragraph, but they do go on to say later, is that is that um, uh, is that prices aren't actually increasing by twenty five cents for lunch. They're actually increasing from two dollars and seventy five cents to three dollars. Um, you know, at the at middle and high schools, for instance, um, because they're also ending the. Um, they're not only by increasing this, they're also ending their free lunch program. So it's not just a twenty-five cent increase; it is actually um, like a you now actually have to pay three dollars a meal. So I'm um, guessing, and I don't—they don't say this in the article, but I'm guessing that there's still free and reduced lunch. Like if you qualify for that, I guess you still. Yes, have that. yes, probably. But the, I th- what was nice about this one is that it wasn't means tested. Right, it was just, just it. if you went to school, you got to eat, um, which you know. You'd think that would be good, um, but I guess not. And of course, Demetrius Liggins, um, ever ever the austerity psycho, um, that and, and it's not a mark against him. Everyone that gets appointed to these things is like this. Um, That's the nature of the superintendentship. Uh, he said that the district could raise the prices now or raise the prices later. Quote, but eventually it had to be done. No, it didn't. They're raising prices to meet a $500,000 shortfall. Your Fayette County Public Schools, you, you're you telling me there's no... Find it elsewhere. <laughs> you tax... Uh, raise the tax by $2. Literally, raise the property taxes. Whatever. Um, I mean, raise any kind of tax anywhere else. Um, I don't, don't make the kids pay for it. Um, it's all about the kids. It's FTK, man. Um... Uh, okay, just blowing through this. I one. am. Uh, I am. Con- so, yeah. There's five. I feel like there should be more people on the school board than five. I think there might be like a vacancy. Oh, I think it vacancy? might just be the. I think that was quorum. That's <laughs> now that's a classic one, folks. I haven't thought about fucking quorum in years. Um, man. That's... Real real lameheads will remember. Real lameheads, comma. People that used to work with me will remember um, the quorum debacle. Um, no, but I mean, I don't know. Even if, if it is quorum, I guess. But if it's not, like that's just the people on the board. I, I feel like you need more than five people deciding the school. Well, God, thing. you would hope, right? Well, um, let me say this: I'd be fine with five people deciding what happens with the school board if they were all, um, if they were all uh, vetted members of the central committee of the of the Lexington Communist I mean, Party. This could have happened if you voted for Arnold Farr. Yes, Arnold Farr could have could have been out there ensuring that children's lunch would remain free. Instead. Doing all sorts for, of horrible communism like that. Instead, you're doing. You voted for a psychopath. Uh, Chuck Tyler, Ellinger. Tyler Murphy. Tyler Murphy. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, uh, you want some more depressing news? I, I guess. So the numbers are in, folks. How much does it cost to rent a a two bedroom apartment in Lexington? What 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 is your wage? What is your wage supposed to be? To have the true, you know, when they're like, oh, my, your rent's supposed to be like 30% of your thing. And we all like kind of like nod, not super understandingly, because like rent is like I'm going to say 80%. I'm going to guess 
17... 42. Full-time workers must earn an hourly, hourly, an hourly wage of $25.82 on average to afford a two-bedroom rental home in the United States, according to a new report from the, um, from the National Low-Income Housing Coalition. In Kentucky, the wage required to afford rental housing is $16.18. Kentucky's non-tip minimum wage is $7.25. Uh, tipped workers can make a base rate as low as $2.13 is $2 an hour, which not enough people talk about this. Um, it's a crime. Uh, the coalition publishes the out-of-reach report annually to document the significant gap between renters' wages and the cost of rental housing across the United States. The 2022 report defined affordable housing as costing no more than 30% of someone's income. Full-time work refers to someone working 40 hours per week, 52 weeks per year, and the report included rent affordability information for all 50 states, D.C., and metro areas. While Kentucky is only the 47th highest housing wage, the hourly wage someone needs to earn in, uh, to be able to f afford a rental house in the U.S., a Commonwealth resident would have to work 89 hours per week at the non-tipped minimum wage to afford two-bedroom housing. It is important to know the numbers again. Things are average and blah, 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 blah. Lexington metro area zip codes, housing wages – or have housing wages ranging from fifteen seventy seven to twenty four eighty one an hour. Residents in four zero five one six, which is that in Lexington? Four zero five one six. Four zero five one six is that like weird? Mm. It's you know, hey, but I know the next one. Four zero five two. Four four zero five one six need to make nineteen twenty three an hour, and four zero five zero two renters need to make an uh, hourly wage of twenty one thirty five. Nicholasville residents need to make fifteen seventy seven for a two bedroom or twelve sixty nine for bedroom renting. Renters in four four oh three four seven. I don't know that. Here's a four oh five one six. It's like oh, north, it's northeastern the Bluegrass Army Depot. It's yeah. north of Greenbrier. Uh, District twelve for all you. District twelve. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> that could be anything outside of Lexington. <laughs> um, uh, four oh three four seven please since you're on that damn working, device we're, since you're on the damn computer four oh three one seven four seven oh four seven midway oh interesting okay four oh uh, that's like yeah that's midway funny um renters uh have in that area in midway have to make a housing wage of 1769 for a two-bedroom and 1442 for one bedroom in midway yes um okay uh, I'm not going to sit and read all of them, you know, thing, but um, uh, some things to note. Um, the cheapest one is 40507, which is 1596. Then 40508, represent, um, yeah. 1635. Uh, 40504, which I don't actually know where 04 is, 1615. Uh, 40505, 1654. Um, and then, sad. I wonder what the calculations for 40506 would be um probably a considerable amount more 40507 is downtown oh shit yeah because 40508 kind of snakes around a question yeah. mark well is 40502 on there anyway uh well they said it yeah they said oh, it earlier yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway the reason the reason this is all relevant what is the median per capita income for a resident in the lexington fayette area why it's seventeen an hour, seventeen oh five an hour. Um, the Commonwealth's medium per capita hourly wage. 
that was using salaries to calculate it. The hourly wage, if you're in a wage earning job, is $14, which means that there is no uh, mathematically no affordable housing, not even in Nicholasville. <laughs> well, you can get one bedroom. Right. No, not if you make 14. Yeah, 1269. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. If you if you want to live in a studio apartment in Nicholasville, and that's not counting the commuting, um, the gas and your maintenance and everything. Yes, the 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 crushing price of owning a vehicle or whatever. Now you could be, you know, there are some listeners of this podcast who make a lot of money, and <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Just keep going, keep going. And you could be thinking to yourself, "Well, I'm okay because I, I make enough money to cover this stuff," and. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, you, sorry. I, don't I was know. gonna it's like you should still care about it. I was gonna start just reading out my my account and routing numbers. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can make out make checks payable to Aaron Lame. <laughs> LexLamePod at gmail dot com. <laughs> make checks payable to LexLamePod at gmail dot com. That's good. That's good. Um, oh, speaking of more housing. Speaking of uh, living in four hundred five hundred six UK housing <laughs> annihilated. Um, <laughs> UK, of course, is planning for, and we've talked about this before, over 6,000 freshmen, the largest um, incoming class in history. Um, In a a, a very large number of them are applying to live on campus. Um, UK has started, quote, converting multi-purpose rooms and three residence halls into living spaces featuring the same amenities as other university housing. Remember in 2019 when they did this? Yes. Um, Jesus. Uh, there There are more than... 7,800 beds available for undergrads to live on campus, including dorm, specialty housing, and Greek housing that is currently vacant. Um, <gasps> farmhouse. Farmhouse. We're going to take farmhouse by storm. Farmhouse auxiliary housing. Farmhouse um, has been has been uh, seized by uh, by the um, by the Transylvania Park Soviet, um, and uh, the the Rose Lane in Transylvania's uh, par- uh, the 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 joint peoples that uh, live on. Linden, no, no one lives on Linden Park. Linden Walk. Linden Walk. No one lives on one. <laughs> the joint, the joint, um, whatever. I'm trying to make it. The joint housing committees. Yes, uh, and it needs to be a psycho long. Um, uh, the, the joint housing committees acronym. of Transylvania Park and Rose Lane for the for the proliferation of affordable housing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then one of the guys that's in charge of it is like really into food, not bombs. Anyway, um, uh, this says Andrew Smith, the assistant vice president of auxiliary services. Um, uh, the multi-purpose rooms were designed with the flexibility to become dorm rooms when UK updated its housing facilities. So um, students living in the – they're called temporary units – will pay a discounted rating for housing, about $664 less than they would for a standard dorm room. room. I'm assuming that's per semester. Not that not that great of a deal, Um, if I can be honest with you. I I ran the numbers when I was looking for um, off-campus housing. Oh, that's a classic. You do like the Um, per square foot and per per, like like per month or whatever. It is astonishingly expensive to live in the dorms. Per month, you're paying eleven (laughs) hundred to live there. If I had eleven hundred dollars to live in the city a month, man, damn, (laughs) I could live in a house. (laughs) <laughs> i know that would be crazy that's a you know and that's i mean not that's, that the bank would ever give you the mortgage on that but um that's like insane 
That's crazy. So yeah, that was like, as long as I can get rent cheaper than that, I'm coming out ahead. Oh, well, yeah. We have 16 units and three residence halls that are multi-purpose rooms and can be converted on what we anticipate will be a temporary basis for about 35 students. Jesus. Glad they're doing their best here. Um, layouts will be similar to dorm rooms, include a full bathroom and a bedroom with a twin XL bed, small fridge, and closet or wardrobe for each student. Students who are placed in the converted multi-rooms will be moved into regular housing units throughout the semester as enrollment is finalized. As people in, drop out. Yes, as people drop out. Um, so uh, that's rough. Um, uh, and, um, yeah. They were uh, doing, they're doing barracks style, like, I, like living. I, I got to say this. I mean, the dorms are like the fact that like almost every like every modern dorm on campus is like you get your own like private bedroom and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, but why didn't they should have considered this? So they're paying. They're paying. First of all, the housing thing is like the housing uh, cost is like six thousand a semester, seven thousand yes. a semester. You're only getting six hundred off of that. Yes, like it's that not is that insane. You're paying. Yeah, you're paying to live in basically like emergency housing. Right. Um, so you're paying. Okay, you get six hundred. It's like, and so. it's funny. Imagine being an incoming freshman. You've already had like three years of high school just like gone to shit, and you're like, "Well, this this is really gonna work out. I'm gonna live on campus." And they're like, Meh. "You know, yeah, you're paying nine hundred a month, I guess, after your little discount yeah. to live in like I don't know, not what you signed up for. If you're going to UK and you live in Lexington, or even if you live in the surrounding area." Just stay home. Just live at home. <laughs> if, there, if, if, if that's if, our advice if, to you. If your only option, if you can't, if you don't want to go out and rent somewhere, if your only two options are the dorms or with your parents, suck it up, man. It's not fucking worth it. It's one absolutely year. not fucking worth. It. Just one. I'm asking you for just one. Get a um, job, maybe. You can make an average of fourteen an hour. Yes, yeah. It's depending on the depending. On, yeah, you can work at nights at cookout for fourteen an hour and um, be able to afford. And fuck, oh, Nicholasville, damn it! You oh wait, shit, you can't afford it. That's also requ- that's also assuming you're working forty hours a week and never taking a a a, a week off. And also, you're a student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Um, around eighty six percent of first year students typically live on campus," said Smith. Um, June 1st was the deadline to complete the application. So we already know our maximum. The standard room rate for two... Okay, they're blah, 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 blah. We've just gotten it. We, we already talked about it. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, we are excited about what these students and newest members of our Wildcat community will bring to our campus. Why are you excited publish about that? how much money they are going to give us? I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like so funny. It's like not even like a... They're not even like a private company. Like, why do they even care about how much money they're making? Like, honest question. Why? Do, why does a public university? Why does it bother to them that much? You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't get it. Um, the, the, I don't know. The infiltration. It's like into... it's like one thing if you're like a for-profit university. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, get as much money out of these people as possible, right? That's your like prime directive. But like, at the University of Kentucky. Like, why? Like, there, what's the profit motive? Like, like, what's the per individual profit motive? Right? Is it literally just like Eli Capilouto's salary, admin salaries, admin salaries? Yeah, like, because like, I guess like that's determinable. But like, at the same time, like, I mean, just I mean, yeah, because the because the General Assembly is only cutting uh, the budget. 
for yeah. as universities. I don't know. It just seems so weird. Well, I'll say this. They wouldn't be so strapped for cash that they wouldn't stop doing some of the stupidest fucking construction projects and mm-hmm. shit out there. Um, not that – let me say this. I guess it's preferable to not doing anything and just letting the campus rot. But uh, at the same time, I kind of feel like the campus is being left to rot in a certain way anyways. Um, it is, it's it's in being intentionally left to rot in, an, in a new and 21st century method. An, yes, new and exciting way. We're replacing it all with uh, engineered lumber. Um, speaking of which, pro soccer annihilated. <laughs> Lexington Sporting Club announced Friday it would no longer pursue building 12 youth sports playing fields off Newtown Pike, but will continue to pursue a 10,000-seat soccer stadium. Um, uh, they In a statement released Friday, they said after speaking with Mayor Linda Gordon, various rural land owners, and other community members, it has decided not to pursue its 12 youth soccer fields off Newtown Pike. Um, uh, the group has notified the landowners, Anderson Communities, uh, um, that the group does not want to proceed. We believe that this decision is best for our community and are grateful for the support they have pledged in helping with the effort. Lexington Sporting Club said it will continue to look for other locations for its youth soccer field. Um, this move comes after the Fayette Alliance, funny enough, um, which, quote, represents rural land interests, unquote. And several nearby farm owners filed a lawsuit in the circuit court um, challenging the Board of Adjustments June 28th decision to grant a conditional use permit for the fields. Um, I mean, the, the, the mayor even wrote an op-ed in the Herald Leader. Yes, it's really funny, man. Um, I, I mean, whatever. You know what I'm going to say about this. We need communism now. Um, yeah, play the play the tape. Yeah, or, literally, we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna start automating lame, which is kind of a series of cassette tapes that uh, yeah. You're gonna you dial the phone and it's like it's like for a take on housing press seven beep you know um I don't know uh anyway um that's all we have for my side stay tuned folks because um we're getting into only more depressing shit we'll be back you are listening to the middle side of lame the Lexington annihilation Marxist experience. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. Email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes uh-huh. or an Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and Spotify. Oh, yeah. No, we can't see it, but you can leave it now. It's good. It helps us. It helps us. Allegedly. If you like this show and you want more people to know about this show, send it to people that you think you would enjoy, that think that you think yeah. would enjoy the show. This show is ostensibly weekly. For this those show of you, comes out periodically. The show, uh, life circumstances, which I'm obviously not getting in- into on the podcast because this is a podcast, not like you guys aren't my friends with peace and love. Um, I'm j- I'm 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 a, a, just a a news podcast host, but uh, my life has been um, in no uncertain terms bad, um, uh, quite bad, really bad, um. And, uh, you know, um, the show will continue show must go on. as can as conditions allow um, is all I'm saying. I would expect one next week. I think things are looking up for me. It seems like um, and obviously that's I don't know. It's not it's not anybody's fault. It's just funny because we'll be like 
will be like, oh, this is a, a weekly podcast, and we'll get into the rhythm of it. Yeah. And then it'll be like nothing. And then well, we'll that's, get into rhythm of well, that's just how it is, you know. If it's it's about habit forming, and um, right now we're forming a habit of uh, calling off the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, um, uh, the podcast will continue until morale improves. Uh, that's the end of my programming note. All right, and with that, let's get into the second section, side B. Welcome back to Lame. You know the show. You know what A stands for this week, and you know that I'm Aaron. And you might know that I'm Jenry. And, and you, you might, might also know. know that there are some floods in eastern Kentucky. Um, I feel like we've been here before. Yes, we have, but um, and not, not quite, quite this bad. No. Um, I've been listening to uh, the Trillbillies coverage of it, of course. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, and Which there are boots on the ground. Gotta say, terrifying, terrifying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh and um let me say this has not helped me personally <laughs> um uh, the, uh, to, to to imagine the horrors um yeah i mean i guess the tldr of it is like yeah after after decades of coal extraction and um f- uh, fucked up uh terraforming um of uh eastern kentucky uh a um Amazing weather event occurred, which dropped over the course of a day like 16 inches of rain. Yes, um, which uh, caused a such a uh, disastrous flood. Um, it wiped many towns simply off the map. Um, the North Fork of the Kentucky River crested at almost 20 feet, and fuck, for man. reference, flood stage is 10. Yes, I makes me wonder. Just right off the bat here. Wonder if it means we're gonna if the, if if we're gonna convince the the United States um, Army Corps of Engineers to take back the locks, uh, save our river, save uh, our rivers. I don't know. I I mean, horror. Just just all of society destroyed. Um, um, Eastern Kentucky currently under like police occupation. Yes. Um. By. Uh, you know, cops from out of town. Just all sorts of cops. horrible things dropped into the into the river. Yeah, um, entire people's uh, entire lives destroyed. And um, uh, I was listening to on the radio this morning, half asleep, half awake. It was infesting its way into my dreams, which is a tried and true. I, it's my number one way to listen to radio is have a radio alarm clock that kind of like wakes you up and sets you off in like a pseudo lucid dream. So I was in my dream listening to Andy Bashir talking about um, <laughs> talking about how um, he's trying to convince FEMA to quote say yes um, uh, to things more often in terms of um, you know doing these things. But uh, I truly have no hope in the United States government's ability to uh, rebuild this town. Um, well, we'll be getting on into that a little bit later okay. Later in the show. Sorry, forgive me. I want to read this article. Okay. Uh, this, this, I guess it's an opinion by the, by no, nobody else other than the Mountain Eagle editorial staff. No way. The Mountain Eagle in- Submitted to the Herald Leader. The Herald Leader. Whoa! Oh, what do they publish in their own damn paper? I, I guess this is probably inoperable. I guess probably the paper press is not working at the moment. I would I would um, venture to guess. Yeah, probably not. If App if uh, Apple Shop Man, is out of commission, Apple Shop got fucked up. That's the that was like the uh, some of the first images I saw from the flood were the um 
the archives in Apple shop fucked up. Um, WMMT's uh, a studio fucked up, man. Horrible. Man, I don't know. I've been to Whitesburg. That's just, that's crazy. Just, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> this is called a uh, What a Cruel Way to Die. And mm. it's basically everything we know, but summed up by the Mountain Eagle editorial staff. That's a really fucking badass op-ed title. What a Cruel Way what to Die. What a Cruel Way to Die from an editorial staff board. <clears throat> Picture it. A 65-year-old not county woman alone in her mobile home. Pitch black night. First of all, it's like Iowa Writers Workshop, right? Well, yeah. Kind hey, of thing. hey, you just have but to let it. We're going to read it. Rain falling unlike any rain she has ever heard, slashing ceaselessly across her roof. Below, water rising, rapidly reaching her door. Power is out, discovering that her phone is still working at 2 a.m. Terrified, she calls her daughter 15 miles away. There's no way her daughter can come to her, no way to help, except by urging her to hold on to something that can float. In the darkness, she hears her walls popping. Now her home is afloat and starting to break up. She can feel it being she can feel it being imprisoned by rushing water, twisting, half submerged, tumbling, picking up speed. In the dark night, in the drenched dawn, no one sees this tragedy unfolding. No one comes to her rescue. Hours later, Diana Ambergie's body is found four miles downstream, far from home. What a cruel way to die for Diana Ambergie and for the other thirty-six adults and children, including three in Letcher County who at the pres- present time have been counted as fatalities in last week's devastating adver- or devastating Eastern Kentucky flood yeah. advertisement. God. Um, and that, 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 that casualty count is not... Um, not ha- final. No, no, it is... Uh, it, and I, to my knowledge, is already higher than 38. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some will say the flood was an act of God. Others will say it must have been the result of climate change. Others on social media will callously blame the victims for having allegedly voted the wrong way or for living too close to water. Yeah. In our splintered country, there will be no shortage of opinions. We're going to add ours here. Headline. Financing our destruction. Yes. It's a given that rain has always fallen in eastern Kentucky, and in hilly terrain, some flash flooding is inevitable. But the pre-industrial past, in the pre-industrial past, such floods seem to have been mostly bearable. Tree-covered mountains have a wondrous ability to absorb rainwater and to send the excess safety on its way, safely on its way, in mountain streams that eventually merge and become rivers. Advertisement. But for the past century plus, ever since cold departments were uh, cold deposits were found in Appalachia, human beings have been attempting to improve on nature or ignore it or wrestle with it, often with disastrous adult, uh, results. In the early decades of the 20th century, the principal form of mining here was underground. Deep mining killed miners by the thousands and wrecked the lungs of tens of thousands more, but its impact on nature, at least, as seen from 30,000 feet, appeared manageable, if not moderate. But then came strip mining. Whoops. The scourge of the mountains. Scourge? Scourge? Scourge, I Scourge of the mountains. And it's here that those of us who have always revered our 32nd president, Franklin Roosevelt, and his New Deal have to pause and take a deep breath. Because the truth is that a once widely admired New Deal agency, the Tennessee Valley Authority, has done more than any other force to override nature in central Appalachia. Yeah. TVA initially did wonders to the Tennessee Valley, building dams and delivering hydropower to poor rural communities that had never had electricity. But then, as regional demands for power increasingly outstripped the ability of dams to deliver it, TVA responded to the need by building gigantic generating plants powered 
by Appalachian Coal. To maintain the fiction that it could continue to deliver cheap power indefinitely, TVA used its massive purchasing levers to set coal prices far below the ability of Kentucky's deep mines to operate profitably. The agency negotiated long-term contracts with otherwise undercapitalized strip mining firms that could keep low costs only by ignoring nature, by tearing the tops off mountains to get the coal within, and then failing to reclaim the land, which we've put in quotes here, reclaim the land, because it's a gravity-defying myth that strip mountains can ever be fully restored to their original condition. I, it's a little weird that they're putting all the blame on TVA. Yeah. I gotta say. So, I, so TVA financed the destruction of Eastern Kentucky. Well, look, are they not wrong that TVA it played a role in it? Sure, in the same way that like the, the a government in a capitalist regime plays its role or whatever. But like, um, it's, it's whatever. TVA's (laughs) actions over decades amplified by other giant utilities like Duke Power. Yeah. That also relied heavily on stripped coal set at the stage for two massive floods that have wreaked special havoc in Appalachia. The first occurred in 1957 in January by coincidence, a few weeks after the late Tom and Pat Gish bought this newspaper. They just, they covered the 1957 flood and its long-term consequences. The second disaster occurred last week. Recovery from this one will take many years and will require a sustained commitment by federal, state, and local governments. Worse than the 57 flood. Yeah. (laughs) Considering the current state of our democracy, that is a tall order. Still here, still standing. We live in a beautiful but battered chunk of America that bears the lasting scars of having done as much as any other part of the nation, if not more, to power the tremendous industrial growth of the United States throughout the 20th century and beyond. Um... We could argue that in return for that service, Appalachia is owed reparations, a fancy word for a fair shake. That's right, baby. Reparations to the East. That has never happened. Maybe it never will. A nation's memory recedes faster than floodwaters. That's good. Over the years, Appalachia has seen insult to injury, added injury, being depicted again and again as a hopelessly backward region populated by people not worthy of help, let alone admiration for generations of gumption, in the face of tough odds. And our fear is that as we confront this latest threat to our region's survival and recovery, it will be all too easy for our political leaders, Democrats and Republicans alike, to write us off. We can't let that happen. In the weeks and months ahead, regardless of party or prejudices, political leaders and opinion shapers need to hear from the likes of Shannon Dixon-Smith, a retired teacher who lives in Letcher County on Elk Creek, near Blackie, where she has helped raise her grandchildren. In the midst of last week's horror, Shannon took the time to post the following on Facebook. Today, my granddaughter Ellie celebrates a momentous birthday, 21, a legal adult, as Eastern Eastern Kentucky faces the possibility of more flooding on top of the already devastating loss of lives and possessions. I'm reminded why this area is sacred to me and others of my kin. I don't mean blood ties, but the common thread that defines us as Appalachian. We have witnessed in the indomitable spirit of these hills and hollers we call home. We have seen our people rise up to help each other, watch as they choke back their own pain and loss to comfort others. I am, have always been, fiercely proud to be from a place and of a people who are sometimes scorned and almost always misunderstood by those who do not look beyond the surface of the diamond core within. My precious granddaughter has spent the past few days volunteering at her old high school. She is a distillation of strong, brave, and beautiful ancestors. She gives me hope that Eastern Kentucky will continue. Let the world know we're still here, still standing, still Appalachia. To which this newspaper can only say, Amen. The award-winning Mountain Eagle newspaper motto, It Screams, is based in Whitesburg. This op-ed was first published on the 3rd of August, 2022. Great. All right. I mean, 
I mean, I gotta say it. They're all going up against the fucking wall, man. Yeah. Um, when 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 they do, when we do the, uh, when when we fucking do the uh, Greater Appalachian Workers Soviet, it's fucking over for you guys. Um, but until then, the uh, they're just gonna keep doing environmental terrorism on us. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, Duke Power had a lot to do with it. They did. I don't know. TVA. I let me say this, like, is TVA complicit? Like, yeah, but it's just very, very funny to me that they're like, um, that they're, that they're, uh, they're framing it as like a policy decision. Right. Um, It's capitalist government. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a class problem, but let me say this. That's one of the better takes. Um, because let me say this, a lot of, even fucking like Andy Bashir was like, um, was ever ever everyone like when it first happened was playing dumb like oh i don't know why there would be such a bad flood over here i don't know what we would have done we didn't do any surely nothing happened to the earth here i mean who who knows what could have gone wrong oh my god i don't know who would be fucking around with the with the hydrologic streams like that i was just looking around so um you know everybody's favorite uh joe biden yeah, man. Came to uh, Eastern fresh, Kentucky. Fresh out of the coronavirus. First public appearance. Wait, is that is that true? I think yes. I mean, like, does he not still have COVID? Question mark. I think maybe he's done with it. Um, this was his, like, first big public appearance, though, I think. Yeah, they didn't mention it. Um, but I don't know. That would, that would make sense, I guess. Um, yeah, so Biden went to Eastern Kentucky, um, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, I actually saw Marine One, um, like just flying around. Yeah. Like, oh, that's Joe Biden. <laughs> um, and you know, I have to imagine, like, what is Joe Biden gonna say to Andy Bashir as he gets off? As he gets off the helicopter, he goes up and he he walks up to Andy Bashir and he's like, "Andy, didn't think I'd be seeing you again." <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. No, he goes up to him and he's like, "Steve, what's up, <laughs> Steve?" Anyway, I, it was I saw some of the press release where they were doing it. Andy Bashir, of course, went on one of his classic like five hour long lectures. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Joe Biden just looked fucking bored, man. It was good. Um, um, he yeah. didn't even have any sort of like he just had like a button that he just looked like just like he was just some guy standing there. Everyone was just kind of sitting there, hands in their pockets, like kicking the dirt. Um, <laughs> they're doing the press release in front of this like. It's like a fucked up uh, trailer home and shit. Uh, I mean, Biden says that FEMA's Biden was like FEMA's here and the the federal government's not leaving. Well, okay, FEMA. I'll believe it. Prove when I it. See literally, it. prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because so far, um, they're zero for two on the whole uh, on the whole like looting bullshit. Um, it's making it's turning me every time a natural disaster happens. Every part of my part of me turns into one of those fucking FEMA camp truther people. Um, it's just like I don't know this like people fear mongering about the like looters. Like what 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 are they gonna why why? Because it's because man it's. You know, I was reading these things about how like there was people that you know died in their homes because they were staying with because um, they were staying with their homes because 
they were they 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 they, they were being told to these looters and they had to protect their home or whatever you know mm-hmm. um i don't know once again uh psycho psycho shit who's stealing yeah perfect time to siphon the gasoline out of the kentucky river yeah um, now's now's the perfect time um and so but apparently so Joe Biden had like a press conference at uh, one of the elementary schools in Breathitt County. Uh-huh. And um, apparently like during the press conference, like they've made everybody stop working for the during All the press right. conference. Badass. And then like they're in the middle of like housing cleanup and stuff. Christ. And they're like, we can't. We can't. What if there's a threat on his life? Okay. Yeah, they made everyone just like stop during the during the speech and like during the whole thing. It was so kind of messed up. Um, but I mean, I don't know. He came, he saw, and he left. He's like, man, that's, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Basically. Um, and yeah, we are going to put a list of, um, mutual aid links, of course, in the show notes. All right. Um, Eastern Kentucky mutual aid is, I don't know. That's like the number one. Yeah. To give to Eastern Kentucky mutual aid. Um, if you're looking to help, I mean, you know, uh, you just drive there, man. It's you can not, always just go there. Yeah, lame field trip to Whitesburg. That would be cool. Or um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the fuck we would do. Um, I don't know. Volunteer to Letcher County High School. Yes, we're all chilling out at Letcher County High. Um, and then the second, did a second, did it flood anymore? Because they were talking about this. The Red River flooded but not or uh-huh. how was that for you <laughs> I, I understand you had a, you had a uh, a hands-on experience um with, i mean it wasn't like it was it got high i wouldn't say it flooded but it got i got i was worried um this is of course uh for everyone who's not aware of so the red river is not part of the kentucky river uh or well let me rephrase All the right. red river drains into the kentucky river the red river is not part of the north fork of the kentucky river which is in a different part of the state so if anybody was wondering if any parts of the red river would have been affected by the flooding in eastern kentucky the answer is no because they're part of different different yeah. tributaries well that's like um same thing with lake harrington uh they're not um that's safe because the Dix River feeds into the Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to actually go down to the... I should go down to the Kentucky. Um, like, it's not good right now, let me tell you. Oh, I'm curious what it looks like at the lock, like um, like flowing. I, I think that would be very interesting to see mm-hmm. uh, because but, I'm fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I was within like a few inches of the Red River this That's weekend. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Just, you know, doing stuff. And... Uh, I don't know. That was that was pretty scary. I was in my own sort of little flood driving on sixty eight um, uh, on Friday or something. There was raining so bad, um, and there was such poor drainage around where I'm um, like St. Jude, oh, St. Yeah. Joseph, St. Joseph, St. Joe, whatever. Um, you know, my car is awfully low to the ground, so I was like, I was like, man, am I about to flood my? Uh, I'm like, am I am I about to? stall out my engine over here um it was spooky yeah i was like i was like oh i'm doing the thing that you're not supposed to do um which is drive through standing water but um if you can contribute if you have the means to contribute please do we'll put that in the show notes Uh uh-huh um and on a on a i don't even know 
right. What this even, I don't know, new topic. Okay, new topic. What's next? Democrats annihilated. <sighs> what happened to them? Fancy farm. Oh, my God. Well, the fan, of course, yeah. The If there's any place to own the libs. Well, yeah, we'll end on a lighter note on Fancy Farm. <laughs> Fancy Farm, uh, uh, once a year, um, they, uh, they, um, they, they do satanic rituals in western Kentucky. So, like, yeah, I've never had satanic, or <laughs> satanic farm. I've never had Fancy Farm explained to me. I've only, <clears throat> I've only heard about it from doing this podcast. I heard about it last year, and I don't know about it this if year. If you know about Fancy Farm, like, if you're into Fancy Farm, like that is like an instant like if you're just some if you like oh i think i'm some normal guy but you know what fancy farm is phew, what the fuck are you doing um you're a, you're you're a, you're a freak like one of us man yeah. um um from what i can gather i guess the best description of it is like a kentucky iowa state fair yes <clears throat> and so like people mostly republicans it's like a, yeah it's like a conservative thing or whatever yeah Mostly go up and just like roast the libs. Yes. Give it's like a political event, and there's like, like Rand food Paul's and stuff. there. He wasn't. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Scandal. Which we'll talk about. Scandal. Um, first, we're going to talk about um, Savannah Maddox. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Miss Maddox. She, crazy woman. We've talked about her on the podcast before. Actually, last episode. Psycho killer. At Keskasi. Um she got endorsement from Thomas Massey. <laughs> run, run. Uh, that's good. Thomas Massey and and uh, Sarah Savannah, whatever, represented Maddox. Maddox uh, to, uh, from Dry Ridge. These uh, full of psychos. Hey, I bought my car there. Um, wow. It's for anyone who be building the case file on me to try to dox me. Bought my car, I think, in Dry Ridge. I actually don't remember. There's a lot of car stuff in Dry Ridge. So. All right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, Maddox talking about weird things, um, as she will. Uh, we're going to talk about what they talked about as after we talk about some of the people. So, uh, Daniel Cameron. Yes. David, Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron, yeah. Damn, Aaron. Come on. Not David Cameron. <laughs> David Cameron. Does anyone remember who David Cameron is? Yes. Do you think the he, listeners of this podcast know who they David? they know him from the first episode of Black Mirror, probably. Although I don't know what's the median. What do you think the median age of this of a pot of a lame listener is? Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> then no, maybe they don't know. <laughs> maybe they don't know about the for the pilot episode of Black Mirror. Maybe maybe at uh, twenty. I was gonna guess the median age for this podcast is forty. Um. Mm. Well, we'll meet in the middle. Thirty. Thirty. If you're thirty and you listen to this podcast, to which I know everyone listening goes, "Oh my god." Um. I don't know why we're pointing them out. What are we doing? Oh, uh, Daniel Cameron. David yeah. Cameron. David Cameron. Well, Daniel Cameron got booed on stage as he came up. Oh my goodness. Good. By Good. All the, yeah, by Charles Booker's people. Nice. Our people. Um, people shouted, "Brianna Taylor." During That's his good. speech, like right, repeatedly. because the fucking um, the federal government just indicted the guys that killed her. Right. Um, um, and then his response was, "We will always have your back, and we will always support the blue." Great man, great. That's cool. Um, yeah. You know, CPAC also happened at around the same time too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, that like? The only thing I know from it is that they had a, a they had a 
there was a booth set up where there was a guy with a MAGA hat on sitting in like a mock jail while like testimony from like the January 6th committee was playing. Nice. Yeah, that's badass, man. That's I wish mind, we went. Mind comp shit. Um, um, Charles Booker was there. Okay, so... Let so me, Booker went to Fancy Farm. Booker went to Fancy Farm. Let me just talk about the coverage of Fancy Farm and the Herald Leader. Which NPR was going crazy about it. <clears throat> insane to me. Why are you guys doing that? <clears throat> There were only two authors who wrote articles about Fancy Farm. Two authors, and we have um, one... Hold on, how many? One, two, three... Um, four articles. Yeah, so they each wrote two... Slow news day, man. Well, they, they did a combined article, God. and then they did each, like, on their own. And I think they did two. Yeah, they did two combined articles. God. Each on their own. All right. Um, And so the amount of times I saw Charles Booker's name <clears throat> was only a single time. Oh, and then, yeah, so he talked, and then everyone else got the media attention. So nobody talked about Charles Booker. Sad. Is it a thing? Is it a uh, Herald Leader? Who knows, man? I, you it? have I to know. assume it is. You have to assume every single time they talk about politics in the Herald Leader, there's some sort of, like, the the, the central committee of the Herald Leader um, at McClatchkey is probably like, you know, and then we'll do this. Um <laughs> Let me say this. Every single time they call that, they call our mayor a registered nurse. I'm like, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, nurse, nurse Gorton. Yes. Um, and so the Republicans got like crazy amounts of of coverage. I mean, I guess that's fair because like it that's is it what, is like their thing. It is like their thing. I'm just like, what's the <clears throat> point? Um. So yeah, what's the point uh, Booker coverage? quote had a positive message. Oh great, that's it. The good energy from Booker. They they blamed um, Booker supporters on the Breonna Taylor thing, um, like saying like Breonna Taylor during Cameron's speech. Um, so there was a strange focus on like trans people in sports. Yeah, that's a class classic little wedge issue. Um, um, whoops. <clears throat> the chair of the Dem- Kentucky Democratic Party was confused, and he was like, "There are a lot more important issues than this." He's like, "Yes." Everyone's like, "Why the fuck?" Everyone like more than two brain cells is like, "Why? Why are you talking about this?" Well, yeah, like, why can't they be talking about like, oh, I, I don't know, the flood? I just like, I let me say this: I get that like British politics are like infested with transphobia, but like. Man, what voter in Kentucky gives a shit about that stuff? Like, like I mean, so for, like, so like, like what, like what kind? I guess it's like exclusively like an appeal to like Louisville suburbanites, right? I mean, like who? I don't. Yeah, if you're like in Jefferson County, if you're in Jefferson County and you live in the suburbs of Louisville, and then you are like explicitly a turf. Yes, and that's and I'm sorry I don't make the rules. Um, yeah. You just are. Um, you can repent by moving away from that. Yeah, it's just like the zone of turf. Yes, um, I just can't imagine like, um, like I don't know. Let me say this: even though Andy Bashir just fucking talks in circles about kind of whatever, I'll at least hand it to him for um, uh, at least trying to sound like he cares. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes maybe he sounds like he cares a little too much. Um, but at the same time, he's also like, I don't know why this happened, guys. Is he Bill Clinton? He's literally, well, he's kind of, he wants to be. 
Um, speaking of governors, uh, you may remember um, no name from a uh, name from the Trump years. Flashback to your like uh, cue, like like Shut up, just hit me, hit me. Kelly Craft, ambassador Whoa. to the United Nations. Is she gonna do it? She might. Is she September. gonna fucking actually do it? September. Wait, oh, hold my your fucking god. Hold your boots. The one issue with Kelly Craft is that no one knows who the fuck she is, man. Um, how, once again, outside of like your turf voters in Louisville, who, what, what vote, what Republican knows Kelly Craft? Donald Trump. I guess. Uh, did he, yeah. I don't know. Did he even make that pick? Yes, I'm pretty. I think he did. I don't know. Whatever. Well, like, dude, but was... didn't she quit? But she quit the Trump admin. But like, did he make that pick, or did someone else make that pick for Trump? I don't know. And um, I just like let me say this. Uh, 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 Cameron like wants clearly wants the governorship. He every time he looks at Andy Bashir, you can just see he like... salivates. <laughs> Um, it's, it's fucked up. Um, I don't know what, I don't, I mean, to, to, but you know what? Maybe it could be good to have a little Kelly Craft action. Um, uh, I, maybe she might honestly be a better pick than him. Cause that <laughs> guy seems to be like true, like, like cold blooded psycho. Oh um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Cameron's 36. I don't know how old Kelly Craft is, but I mean, we just got a bunch of young, Crazy people running for office. Vaguely, which, you know, it's good that they're bringing in a new generation of people or whatever. But, like, how many young people are actually winning these seats? Is it better to have a young, crazy person in office or an old, crazy person in office? I think if you're interested in the American state continuing, you would probably at some point, preferably sooner than now, like right now, would like to have a handoff of power, especially at the federal level. Like... Hal Rogers is still in office, you know. Mitch McConnell is yes. still in office. Nancy Pelosi. Joe Biden Joe is Biden, still like, in like All these people. You would hope, like, if you were, like, a real, like, real, like, American political operator that, like, like and, like, what we're doing is good, um, you, you'd think you'd have a more um, definite interest in making, in, in transferring, like, like, just training more people with political experience and giving them positions that aren't 80, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's, if that's happening. Um, but for the Kentucky Soviet, the Kentucky Soviet, I'm exclusively hiring 18 year olds to run this thing. Um, which the general assembly, if you're 18 and you get elected, that's too bad. Yeah. So sad. You remember that story? Yes. That was (laughs) insane. Um, um, but they voted for him. And they voted for him. Speaking of voting for people, Rand Paul wasn't at Fancy Farm. It was Jeff Young at Fancy Farm? I don't know. Oh. Probably not. I don't know. He loves going to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if, he did, if he was there, he didn't talk. Rand Paul afraid of Charles Booker. Afraid, but you know who he got to talk for him? Who? His wife. Oh. Didn't his wife? No. I'm thinking of Andy Barr, whose wife died like in the middle of his campaign. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. Um, I actually, running back to Kelly Craft, I forgot to say. Oh. Um, Max Wise from Campbellsville, Senator Max Wise. Uh huh. He could be a contender for lieutenant governor. Oh. Man, what are the con- lieutenant governors even up to these days? Who is our know. lieutenant governor? Does she do anything? Uh, not. No, Brittany Bashir is the wife. First. That's good. Brittany Bashir is my. <laughs> 
Uh, who? Oh, uh, Jacqueline Coleman. Jacqueline Coleman. Funny. You know who they should try to? You know who they should send back out? The Allison Lundgren Grimes. Whatever What's she up to? Someone's got to tell her we're getting the team back together for one last big job. Amy McGrath. No. Jim, Jim Gray. And uh, Allison. God. <laughs> Jim. And to think that Jim Gray is like just like what's he gonna do next what is he, what's he gonna do after he's done being cabinet secretary like a uh, transportation cabinet secretary which by the way terrible wow. job you're doing jim hold on a second what jim gray gay man transportation secretary pete Buttigieg, gay, gay man, man transportation, transportation secretary. secretary i'm are they trying to make global homo real but for like cars, <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible. Okay, that's a Aaron. That's a. I'm gonna be thinking about that one. <laughs> it's happened again. Uh, oh, and with that, and with happened, that, it's happened, happened again. again. Yeah, no, just, it's happened again. <laughs> Whoops! You've squandered, blown past, wasted, <sighs> demolished, annihilated, annihilated. Another perfectly good hour. Listening to lame. Our senior executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our art is stickers and graphics and... Okay, just... <laughs> designed by... Graphic the... design by Claire Thompson from, from Claire ClaireThompsonArt.com. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though Barry Saturday joins the union of people against podcasters... Whoa, he'd do that? Whenever he hears us say it. Oh, that's true. This is lame. Lame. You think he's ever listened to an episode? No. <laughs>